What is up, plant people? It is April 14th, and I am back with another episode of Planthropology. This is your host, Vikram Baliga. How are y'all doing? Are you hanging in there? Uh, I know it's been a, what feels like, several decades of quarantine at this point, but, uh, you know, we're making it, we're getting through it. And I hope you've been enjoying all the extra content we're throwing out there. Um, a couple of things I'm not going to talk too long today, but just want to, uh, throw out a few things before we get started. Uh, the first thing is you should really be in our Facebook group. It is called Planthropology's Cool Plant People. And it's pretty much just what it sounds like. Lots of cool plant people, lots of fun, uh, plenty of memes, good conversations, questions and answers. Uh, sometimes the answers are even right. It's great. You should be a part of it, and I really hope you will join it on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Um, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but if you are supporting the show on Patreon, uh, and if you'd like to, the link for that is patreon.com slash planthropology. But um, at least for the next couple of months, while things are still, uh, I don't know, crazy, whatever they are right now, um, I'll be donating anything we get in through uh, the Patreon or our local food bank um, because so many people are struggling right now and that just seems like uh, the best thing we can do with that money. But also, if you are struggling, if times are tough, I 100% totally understand if you want to uh, suspend your uh, donations for a while. That is not going to hurt my feelings or if you want to do it permanently, that's okay too. Uh, but uh, again, thanks for everyone to supports and your money right now is definitely going Um to a really good cause. Uh, so today's episode was recorded way back in uh, December, actually, when I was driving around the state for a couple of conferences and professional development and that kind of thing. I think I drove about um, 2,000 miles that week or something like that around Texas, and it was a long and busy and crazy week. But um, my guests, uh, Kaylee Decker and Amber Bates, are uh, two very, very old friends that I went to graduate school the first time with here at Texas Tech. We did research together we drove all over the state together uh had good times and bad times and you know the the same kind of stuff you go through with any group of friends but um doing research and all of that which we'll talk about in the episode uh, i think really bonds people and we we really had a great time and I couldn't have asked for um, better friends to work with and get through grad school with. So if it sounds like I'm rambling and chattering a lot in this episode uh, because I just want to catch up with some old friends, that's exactly what it is, 100%. So uh, I'm not sorry for that. It was a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy it. So um, Kaylee and Amber uh, run a really cool operation in the north east part of texas north of the metroplex the dallas metroplex called grove hill farms which is a really cool agritourism spot uh, we talk a lot about it we talk about pigs and tulips and um how people do things way more efficiently than i ever think to do it but it's a really great episode it's a lot of fun um and i hope you really enjoy this uh fun laid back kind of uh winding at some points um conversation with my old friends kaylee and amber so uh, thanks for listening, and let me know what you think. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Good. I'm here with Amber Bates and Kaylee Decker uh, at Grove Hill Farms. Is that right? Am I right? Yes. Are we in Grove Hill, Texas? We are actually in Leonard, Texas. Is Grove Hill, Texas a thing, or did I make that up? Grove Hill, Texas is not a thing. Okay. Grove Hill, Texas does not exist, so we're not there. We're in <laughs> Leonard, Texas, which is just north of Dallas. It's really pretty drive-in. 
I, I enjoyed my drive here. It is fun. It's a fun drive. Not too far from the Metroplex or anything like that. It's a nice drive. Okay. So, uh, anyway, we are here and uh, just going to chat about the farm, chat about y'all. Uh, so, for you out there listening, uh, Kaylee and Amber and I went to grad school together, um, I don't want to, 10 years ago. I didn't want to say that number, Was but it it's been- 10 years ago? Pretty close. It's been a long time. It's, okay. It's not quite, ten, it. not quite 10 years ago. So, I started in 2010, so that's been- Almost oh, yeah. ten years. Okay. Yeah. I don't actually. By the time this comes out, it will have been just about ten years. I didn't want to think about that. I've been trying not to think about that, but it's that's a long time. We're getting old. Uh, a little. Just yeah. Yes, we're getting old. That's okay. Uh, so uh, I guess tell me about yourselves. Tell me about uh, how you got into plants. What you studied. Where you're from. Whatever you want to talk about. Go first. All right. Um, this is Kaylee. Um, yeah, I got into plants. Uh, really not as um, early as I feel like most people who love plants. Uh, I remember growing up, um, my grandparents having plants and stuff like that. I grew up in a very rural area south of Abilene, and so farming, agriculture, all that was kind of always a part of my life. Um, but I did never think that plants was what I was going to do when I grew up. Um, I wanted to be a CEO of a really important company, actually. Uh, so yeah, I uh, went to, decided to go to tech. Um, tech was always, Texas Tech was always my first choice. It's always where I knew I was going to go to school. Um, started out as just a general business major, um, but then uh, took intro to Hort as my lab science, fell in love. Fun fact, Amber was actually my lab TA oh, when I, didn't I took know that. intro That's, to okay. Hort. Yeah. Um, had Dr. Montague as my instructor. But anyways, fell in love, um, decided to switch my major the next semester, and here we are. Was there was there a specific company you wanted to be CEO of? No, just okay. an important one. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I think those are good goals. Just, yeah. I'm going to be important. That's a good goal. I don't know. I yeah, like it. It was... Kind of out of character for me, though. I feel like I'm a little more reserved, so I'm not sure how I was going to, you know, make my way up the corporate ladder. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe plants are better. Plants, you know, don't talk back to you or anything. No, that's true. That's yeah. kind of my favorite right. thing about them, actually. <laughs> Intro to horticulture students do. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, so, we've all taught that lab. Yeah. Yeah. I still teach that lab. Oh, how a little bit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's great. It's great. Hi, Amber. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Tell me about you. Okay, so I too was raised in a very rural area. I took no ag classes in high school, anything like that. Um, but when it came down to going to college, I picked tech and got accepted to tech and decided to go there and they asked me what I wanted to major in. I'm not really sure I had given it a whole lot of thought in life at that point. Um, I, my plan was just to get out of the rural area for a bit, and so uh, had a couple of ideas, but wasn't really sure, was about to go undeclared when several people told me, please don't do that, pick something, and so after a long conversation with my dad, and sort of the family motto is, if it's not fun, we don't do it, I decided some of my most fun, actually, childhood memories were hanging out at grandpa's house, and gardening, and, and that kind of thing, and I guess I developed even though I didn't really know it, a love for plants at that point in time. And so I picked horticulture and went, and Dad said, no pressure. You don't have to, you know, stay horticulture if you don't want to or anything like that, but just go and have a major and get in with a group of people and group of friends. I had Dr. Peffley, actually, for Intro to Horticulture. 
managed to get to take floral design my first semester out there as well. Fell in love like Kaylee and decided, well, I guess I'll stay um, and ended up uh, getting my master's and my PhD at Tech as well. And then always knew once I declared a major and kind of learned more about what horticulture was that I wanted to do some sort of agritourism um, aspect. And so when I graduated with my PhD, I decided to move back um, to Leonard and uh, start pursuing my dreams there. So Awesome. Yeah, so I guess when I started, uh, you were leading our lab group, right? So you were kind of in charge of all the 1411. Do you miss that? Like so I actually much? do miss 1411 some, and I miss teaching some. Uh, one of the really cool things we got to do this last year uh, in our fall season was we had a mommy and me day and a homeschool group day. So we kind of got to do field trips, and that's something we want to get more into. And it kind of gave me my teaching fix. I wasn't sure... I missed teaching as much as I did until we had that. And then I was like, oh, I remember students and student interaction. And I actually really enjoyed teaching. I loved it. That was one of my favorite things I got to do there. So that's cool. I do miss it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to bring this up because I talked about it on a, a previous episode. But uh, Daniel, so Daniel Cunningham and I uh, had an interview a couple weeks ago and we talked about Wheelbarrow Day. Yes, we have talked about Wheelbarrow Day not that long fun ago. Fun memories. Of Wilbarrow Day. Uh, so going through grad school or just going through school, like what thing is like, I mean, for me, that was kind of a formative moment because it was like, and that sounds weird because I was 23 or 24, but it was like, okay, we have to get this done. Like there is, we have no choice but to push this flat wheelbarrow with mud. Uphill. Up, it sure yes. felt like it. <laughs> six inches of mud in the rain and get it back to the greenhouse. Yes. So like, what things stand out to you either in school or in your life that like kind of led you here? Like you talked about you wanted to do agritourism and, you know, with just the two of you, this is, I mean, I'm looking out the window at your beautiful farm and that's, it's a lot of work. So like what, what got you here? How did you end up in this place in this, you know, at this pretty farmhouse table? Well, you know, for me, some of, I guess some of my, I guess most fun memories as a child, like I mentioned earlier, were with my grandparents. Right. And some of those memories were, I mean, I remember some of them were hard work. It was hoeing peas in the garden or whatever kind of deal. Uh, hoeing potatoes in August and, and you know, it was, it was work, but at the same time, really fun special memories and memories for us as a family. And so that's part of um, what got me to the farm was trying to to give those memories to other people and maybe not, you know, having to do all the hard work with it. We're here to do that, you know, kind of deal. But, you know, so, sort of more uh, family family fun and family memories and that kind of thing. So You should have like a hard work appreciation day and like everyone gets a shovel at the gate. We've thought we've had planting parties. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah we have. Yeah. Our uh, family is uh, well versed in our yes hard work. <laughs> they helped us plant our first round of Christmas trees. We told them it was a party, and we fed them. <laughs> we did. And they pulled in yeah. and walked the gate. And, and you were like, yes, it might have taken five hundred trees all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was fun. That is fun though. Yeah. And, and so, like, uh, I guess. Kaylee, I'll, I'll come back to that question with you, but like you, your families have been pretty supportive of this because like neither of your husbands do ag stuff, right? Right. No. Like yeah. at all. No. Okay. 
<laughs> but we they, have the fun jobs. Or Cameron and I like to say that uh, he has, you know, the boring job, and I have all the fun. Yeah, at my job. You get to have all the fun. Yes. You're using it yes. all up. <laughs> yes. So he doesn't get any. No. I mean, accountants have some fun. I'm sure. I but... don't know that they do. I'm not convinced that they do at work. <laughs> uh, I took one ac- accounting class in college, and that was enough accounting classes for me. For sure. Sorry, Cameron. I'm not trying to just dog on your job. <laughs> I don't know if Cameron will listen, but I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so okay, yeah. So for you, like, what what led you here? How did you get here? Sure. So um, <laughs> after um, after I we I graduated tech. Um, Cameron had already moved to Dallas, and so I knew I needed to follow him. You know, since we were married that and all. Seems but, important. Yeah. Uh, so I actually got a job at the Dallas Arboretum. And so I was there for almost five years. Um, but in that time, uh, Amber and I had stayed in touch and uh, she had kind of talked to me about her idea. And I remember one time Cameron and I even came out and um, looked at, they had had a different piece of property that they thought maybe the farm would go on. And we kind of, you know, looked at it with her and stuff like that. And I don't know. I guess she was planting a seed or something. But uh, anyways, it like it wasn't it. <laughs> like an instant thing for me to jump on and be like, let's do this. Um, it did take some time. Um, but finally, I just decided that uh, Amber was so passionate about this and I knew she was. And um, I knew that from grad school and stuff and us working together there that we could work together really well. And I just thought it would be really fun to build this thing up from the ground up and see see what happened, see how it took off. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I think some of those experiences we were talking about, like, you know, oh, hauling mud on the rare day or, <laughs> there you were know, more. there were yes. plenty more. Yes, there, were, there were more. There was uh, so you did primrose research Yes. and aphids also love primrose. Yes. And so when we harvest aphid or harvested primrose, we would also harvest quite a few aphids. Yes. And then there was, uh, I guess Kaylee and I both studied olives during mm-hmm. our masters, which mm-hmm. was just I, can't, I still can't look at olive trees. Yeah, we were talking, yet, I don't know, was it last week maybe, about uh, each of us kind of had a thing, mm-hmm. right? And mine was probably weighing and measuring, you know, like 2,300 individual olives. Oh, yeah, we oh had to God, measure yeah. both ways we talked about, right? Like <laughs> length and width. We had to use the caliper and make sure that there we was had... no grouping them together yes, and taking averages. Way it was individual olives. Yeah, that's okay. I rem- after and I don't know harvesting. if you remember yours, but we think yours was when we had to defoliate oh, yeah. oh, all the olives, and they I've, were so sticky because all the scale of all yes for I've all the scale. Tried to block that out, and here we are. But yeah. no, that's okay. We all know. have our moments. We all had our moments, but like, but that teaches you that you can do anything for, for one sure. thing, even terrible, really annoying mm-hmm. stuff. Like mm-hmm. you can do anything, but also I think that that I like you said it kind of prove to y'all that you could run a business together because if you can do all of those things successfully and you know not push each over uh, each other over in the mud like i think that that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> right it's a bonus so, yeah we can get through whatever yeah that's awesome so uh let's uh, we'll, we'll i mean we'll just see where this goes but like well let's talk about the farm a little bit so um what are just some of the basics what do you do here what is the point of grove hill farm so uh, the word I actually wanted here was something more like a purpose or mission statement, but it came out um, point because I'm a jerk. Okay, so the point of Grove Hill Farms is actually to provide a place where families can come seasonally. 
um, and make memories. And we also really strive to offer quality seasonal products while they're here. So when I say seasonal, there's two seasons that we have right now, and we're looking to expand in the future. But right now we have a fall season, which is our pumpkin patch season. And we have a spring season, which is our tulip season. And then in the future, we hope to expand and have a Christmas tree season. We already have trees in the ground. So um, hopefully, yes, we get a Christmas tree season at some point. I see them. Yes, you can see them out the window. They are um, four four or five years away probably right now from our first Christmas season. Um, We have hopes of potentially um, putting in lavender in the future. We've got all kinds of ideas. We just need time to implement them. We do have grapes growing. um, So at some point we may have a winery or a wedding venue or party venue or something like that out here as well. So lots, lots lots of of ideas ideas up here. Just got (laughs) to get them out there. Oh, I understand that. Yeah, no, that resonates with me for sure because it's always like oh this would be great yeah and then you start like oh but i have to do the thing like, <laughs> like i have to right. plant so kaylee you were you were saying you have how many thousand tulip bulbs to plant? yeah so we have about thirteen thousand tulip bulbs we're planting this year so it'll be our biggest planting so far last year we did about six thousand so as our last kind of trial year and it actually turned out to look really nice and so we kind of spontaneously opened up for the public for a few days to come out and pick their own but this year should be bigger and better and we have all the things to go along with it and so yeah even six thousand that just sounds like that's a lot of holes <laughs> that's, that's a lot of holes i mean six thousand holes <laughs> i think do you plant one tulip bulb per hole i don't know how it works yeah no, i feel like last year hole, we did a little trench planting got to we, we stopped that's a good idea yes. Yes. yes that is a much better idea because yes. i in my mind i've got a drill oh and yeah i'm right poking no. six thousand holes <laughs> in the ground and quitting at about 53 mm-hmm. and like i'm just i'm gonna go i don't know do, do not this because <laughs> um, that's i know like when we get to planting sometimes the nice thing is like uh so i you know at the greenhouse we'll get to planting stuff and i'll plant for a while and then i'm like oh well you undergrads yes have fun have i'm gonna go sit in my fun. office <laughs> we're the undergrads yeah. you're your own undergrads yeah. okay <laughs> Oh, it's, I mean, it's a lot of work. Running a farm is a lot of work. Has, so is this, this is your second season being open or the second year? This, we, we technically opened doors this fall for the first time. Oh, okay. Now oh, we did so spontaneously, like Kaylee said, we, the tulips were too sure, pretty basically right, right, right. not to share last year after we got them up. They looked really great. And so we opened our doors okay, for okay. like a weekend or so yeah, just to let people out to see them. But this fall was our first but we actually consider our first season or our first time to open our games. Actually, you know, I'm, and now, now that you say that, I remember your grand opening stuff. Yes, yes. How did it go? Was that fun? It was. It was fun. Mm-hmm. We had lots of friends and family who have helped us along the way, and we ate food and looked at tulips. There was a photographer out here to take pictures and all kinds of fun stuff. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it went well. So cool so as far as this is this is a little bit of a tangent maybe but as far as like marketing a place like this because it's you know you're you're here near the dallas metroplex and i feel like people are not lacking for things to do right like there's there's a lot of competition so uh but a lot of that competition is not like outside at a beautiful farm it's 
I, I, I live in Lubbock. I don't know what people do to have fun. We don't do that. We watch the dust blow. I don't know. Uh, so, like, how do you – what's what's your strategy? Or how are you getting the, the word out about your farm? Like, what, what things are you trying to hit on? Sure. So, I think the main thing that we're just trying to push is that it's a, a thing to do with your family. Like, it is different than going to the movies or going out to eat or – all the other millions of things that you can do in Dallas. Um, so when you're out here, you know, hopefully phones are put away and tablets are put away and all that, and you're kind of unplugged and you're just um, in nature and enjoying time outside together and having fun and making those memories, right? Like our, our big goal is for families to make memories mm-hmm. so that they can remember the time that they, oh yeah, we went out to the pumpkin patch and it was such a great time or yeah, we went and we get our tree every year from Groveville Farms. And so just those memories so that as, you know, families grow up and get older and, you know, how as adults now it's kind of, sometimes it's complicated, right? Mm -hmm. To get with family and, you know, make those things happen. But, you know, you always think back to those really sweet times. And so that, that is our goal. And so I think we try to just hit on that and we use social media of course as you know a main outlet and all that kind of stuff but and word of mouth is a huge thing for us so started off a little slow for us you know the first couple of weekends but then it was like oh yeah well so and so told me and so and so told me and so then it just snowballs and so yeah that's really cool and and yeah and i mean like we we get that a lot so we didn't really have peach season this year because of Lubbock but uh that's kind of the same thing like we have our social media stuff but Mm -hmm. it's also very much oh someone said you have peaches right and it'll be like October like we don't they're they're (laughs) all right now they're in South America you know like whatever (laughs) but uh no that is that is an interesting experience creating like a a a destination and y'all have done Mm -hmm. this like from the ground up right like literally from the ground up yes from the ground up but it is, it's rewarding, too, though, when you see, when you hear, you know, like Kaylee said, the first couple weekends, sure, we had a few friends and family come out, a couple people we didn't know. But then, you know, when you start the, the third weekend, somebody comes and, oh, so-and-so. And it gets even really exciting when you don't even know so-and-so. You're like, oh, well, I, thank you for coming, <laughs> you know. I, I don't know who that is, but thank you, you know, kind of deal. And it's a lot of fun to see. And to know that they had a good experience and right. that they did get to make those memories that were after, because um, I assume that if they didn't, they wouldn't recommend us, right? So <laughs> That's true. It's, right. A, it's a lot of fun to, to get to see that, you know, all that hard work is paying off, I guess, if that makes sense. So, How big is the farm here? Because it looks like it's, I mean, I mean, it's not small, for so sure. So we're, we're 48 acres. That's uh, a lot is, of acres, It's yeah. the total number, <laughs> you know, of acres on the property. Now, not all of it will be farm. You know, we've got a five-acre pond sure, and different kinds of sure. things like that, but we're 48 acres total land okay. here, so. Well, and the agritourism thing, I think, is becoming such a big thing. I mean, it's not new, right? Like, right, it's right. New, but maybe it's coming back. I don't, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it is a new thing. I, You know, growing up in ag land, you know, in, in West Texas, it was like, Okay, yeah, you know, sure. there's, I don't know, because uh, there we have the the corn maze mm-hmm. that is, I mean, that's that's like a big thing, and it's it's an interesting thing of what you can do with land, right? Because I think the the guy that owns the corn maze was growing corn, and he was like, I don't want to grow corn to sell corn, sure, I want to grow corn to scare children, <laughs> and so like they've been you know a big thing out there, so. Uh, like, I, I love to hear that you're, y'all are doing that here. I think that's a great thing. And I think that, uh, you know, driving out here, you kind of get out of the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to drive through, like, the beautiful countryside yeah. here in North Texas. 
Because it really is pretty. For sure. There's trees. There's trees. That that's, my, my standards are pretty low. I just need trees and I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. So, uh, Kaylee, are you commuting in still? Yes. Yes. So Goodness. I live in East Dallas. So um, over pretty close to like White Rock Lake, that area. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I commute in just usually three days a week. Sometimes okay. less, sometimes more. It depends. But okay. yeah. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> you said you enjoyed the drive and I was like, well, I mean, it was well, okay. I only had to do it once. <laughs> He's doing it once. I got to do it once and look at trees and, you know, like, oh, yeah. that's pretty. But, but it is, it is nice. You talked about, you know, coming out and getting out of the Metroplex and stuff. And so it's really, is kind of like an escape for me sometimes. Like whenever life is crazy, like in Dallas or like it's been, you know, terrible traffic, getting out here or whatever, then I can just come out here and it's peaceful and quiet. And <laughs> <laughs> Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and get happy again before I get back on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and not see people, like lots and lots right, of people. Right, So has that been an adjustment for you coming from, I guess you're still, you live out here, right, at the at the farm? This, Where, yes, this we is are your in home. my house I am right in now. in your home. Yes, okay. you are. I don't know why that didn't dawn on me. I'm like, it looks like a house. Yes. You were talking about moving into this house. Whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but like, so coming from, because uh, Lubbock is not large town sure. USA. I mean, it's not small, but it's not big. So coming from like a rural mm-hmm. background, has mm-hmm. that been an adjustment moving to the Dallas Metro? To Dallas. Are you used to it yet? Uh, yeah. And I love Dallas. Okay. I mean, it's probably one of the reasons we haven't moved further out this way or whatever but um yes so right I grew up in a town with you know 300 people mm-hmm. was my town um and then right went to Lubbock which is a little bigger than Abilene but not much not a lot. <laughs> and then moved to Dallas at first I feel like it was kind of a shocker for sure but um yeah then it's it's just been home so yeah I love the Dallas area but I also really love that I get to come back out to the country on a regular basis and yeah, that's awesome. get away from it all for a while. I, yeah. I, I still remember when the first Starbucks opened in <laughs> Lubbock, which I don't know if that makes me old or I don't know if that says about me or Lubbock, but I remember when the first Starbucks sure. and everyone was like, it's like civilization. Mm-hmm. We can go and get a mediocre cup of coffee yeah. at a major chain. And I mean, yeah. we've, we've grown past that a little right, bit, but. Right. Uh, I mean, y'all have like a cheesecake factory now or something, I know right? y'all. <laughs> when we went out there for Dr. McKinney's retirement, I was shocked. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't been back, I guess, and it was no, right. That's a, a lot Costco, of new. I, I mean, mean, yeah, a whole lot of new. It was pretty cool. Lubbock doesn't look the same as when no. we were in school. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. And it's grown a lot, and I think we're... I think the next census will be pretty close to 300,000 in the city. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe 350 in the county. Um, it's, I mean, it's gotten pretty big. People keep moving there, whether That's we cool. want them to or not, they keep, <laughs> they keep moving there. So like, I think it's funny cause like when we post pictures, when you ever see a picture of a Lubbock on the internet anywhere, it's a dust storm, Sure. right? It's a 8,000 foot Absolutely. wall of dust blowing mm-hmm. in the, in the Lubbock. And you know, we try to push that image out there. So people stay away. <laughs> like, this is what it's like every day of the year here. Right. <laughs> it is pretty much Mars, but I remember I was in, I don't remember if we were in the same class. Did we take that Dr. Hickey's graduate seminar class together? Yeah, I think so. I oh, yeah. We... When it got like super dark. Yes. <laughs> we're like, so we're all going to die today. this was like 2011, maybe? Yeah, I think so. So we're sitting in this graduate seminar class and, I don't know, learning about posters or something. Sure, I don't really remember. And Dr. Hickey won't listen to this, so it'll be fine. <laughs> um, or if he does, he'll come 
make an angry face at me. That's okay too. I'm not cutting any of this out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're sitting in this graduate seminar class, and it's like four in the afternoon, and like you get used to it turning brown in Lubbock, right. but then it starts to turn like orange, and then red, and then the street lights come on. I'm like, I'm gonna die in this freaking graduate <laughs> seminar class. Yes. That was an experience. Yeah, that was crazy. Was it you and I, or was it Adam and I? It was that you. one. I mean, yeah, we were we, literally trying to beat it out yes, of town. We were trying to go down for like last round of data. So my olive stuff was down in South Texas. So Amber and I made I don't know how many loops from Lubbock to Carrizo Springs to Georgetown back to Lubbock. It's a long trip. Um, but yeah, we were going, and it was like, oh, we got to get on the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's we cannot yeah. stop. <laughs> So we did. I remember we ended up like stopping to eat an Abilene or something instead. Like we were trying to outrun it so that we would not have blackness. Uh, no, all it was around. It's yes. crazy. Creepiness. Yes. And so if you're out there listening from a normal part of the universe <laughs> where you don't have eight thousand foot walls of dust blowing the town, like congratulations. But that's that's something. That is something yeah. to experience. It's an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a sure. good one or bad one, but it's an experience. An experience. Sure. And like I just remember people like being outside, like running for class or like running for a building, sure, like anywhere. Oh. Like oh, oh man, oh. <laughs> like this is not Baghdad. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so as far as uh, I'm trying to figure out how the best way to ask this question. So, um, you know, you've talked about some of the different things you want to bring to the farm, like, uh, you know, winery maybe and a different, where, where do you, you know, y'all have both worked in horticulture and agriculture for quite a while now. Um, where do you see us going? What do you think the next big thing is? Do you think like the wine industry keeps growing? Do you think we, cause I know California is not happy with how well the Texas wine industry is growing. I mean, is that something you see as like where everything goes or is there something else on the, the road that I don't know about? Easy questions. I just Easy questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did just, you know, release the pierced disease-resistant grapes, so hey, that's a bonus. Yeah, that's a big deal, um, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, really. Uh, I think that, I think it's just, I think we can tell, like, anything that's hands-on, right? So people can come out to the wineries, people can come out to the vineyards, people can come out to a farm like ours and kind of experience it. I feel like if it's an experience then people are going to be all on board with it. Mm-hmm. So at least for small scale agriculture, I mean, of course you've still got yeah. cotton and wheat and all that above, but like for small scale stuff, I think the farm to table movement's really big right now mm-hmm. too. Um, in fact, when you get in, you know, to the, just the outskirts, even of the Metroplex, there's still uh, lots of restaurants that are trying to do farm to table. A lot of them will come out to farms and have dinners there that have, um, locally grown products and things like that. And that's, um, we see a lot of people out on the farm or a lot of people who I talk to have interest in us also have interest in that farm to table movement. It's kind of a back to the way things used to be kind of movement, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure, you know, you can pull it off huge, large scale, but for us, that seems to, to be working in our favor. So. Well, sure. And there is, I, I think there is this movement back to, I don't know, learning about where food comes from. You know, because, and, and this has come up before on the show, but like for the longest time, it was like, where does milk come from? <clears throat> it comes from the grocery store. Right. Right. And so, I mean, I think what y'all are doing is really important. I think that, yeah, I mean, it's entertainment, it's it's all that, but, but more than that, we've lost, there's been such a disconnect in the past, I don't know, I'm 
32, and I know definitely in my lifetime, mm. a huge disconnect from the, the things we eat. And, you know, it's led to a whole lot of health problems in the United States and all of that. So, um, are, are, is, is like growing vegetables for farm to table stuff? Is there like, you can like plop a restaurant out here on stilts in the lake? I don't know. Like, I'm just curious as to, to what other things could be cool. Like what other stuff could happen? So I, I don't know. Um, if we, uh, vegetables aren't necessarily high on my thing for providing for farm to table, I want more people kind of out here. But we have toyed with the idea of a restaurant or something like that long term. Um, we've toyed with the idea of going into more cut flowers and things like that. So maybe um, we could provide for, you know, a florist or something like that. But then also have people come out here to do um, you pick. But our goal really is to keep it all on the farm, if that makes, that makes sense. sense. Oh, absolutely. Not so much trying to figure out logistics on how to get it out from the farm now if we end up at a farmer's market or something like that promoting we may do some of that but um not so much um getting out and about but you talk about formative moments and a disconnect um one of the uh formative moments where i knew i wanted to do field trips on this farm was when i was at tech actually and still had this farm back in my brain for the someday kind of moment um i had a student who was so shocked that cucumbers could be turned into pickles <laughs> that I actually brought everything to class and we did this as an experiment because I, I mean shocked I was probably not even like huh. the magnitude of what I, I mean I was just thinking you're sitting here in 1411 as a college freshman as an adult yeah and we don't know how we get pickles you know kind of deal and so we did my class you know took a, a lab and made pickles because I don't know I just felt like that's something you should you should know that they were once cucumbers we grew cucumbers in 1411 right which is how this this happened you know Um, but that same semester you know the milk from the grocery store no lie it came out of a student you know when you ask kids where they get milk um, I was told that tomatoes did not have genes unless they were genetically modified. So I don't even I don't know what to do with yes, that. <laughs> I don't. I, I couldn't fix that one. You know, you can't fix them all. But I, you know, I we we did what we could, kind of deal. And so when you you know you mentioned formative uh, moments earlier, and you know that should have definitely been one. That was one where I was just like, wow. Um, you know, obviously not everyone in the world is going to come out to our farm and see it, but. That's one thing that, you know, even even people not here on field trips or whatever, Kaylee and I are mm-hmm. available and they ask questions and we talk mm-hmm. to them and talk to the kiddos and, you know, I don't know, uh, hopefully teach them a little bit about agriculture yeah. and where their food comes from and that kind of stuff. Because it was one of those shocker <laughs> moments for me. I'm like, okay, well, forget today. We're going to make pickles, you know, kind yeah. of deal and see this. So. Well, and, and, and speaking of kiddos, like, I, y'all both have families, you both have kids. Like, mm-hmm, yes. what's it like, I, I would think it'd be such a cool thing for little ones to be able to, like, grow up out here a little bit. Like, do, do your kids enjoy being out here? Are they, like, I would like to go sit inside and do something else, or is it? Em liked it for the first two weekends, <laughs> and then she was done. Mine probably so. feel a little different, because they don't actually live on the oh, farm. That's true. <laughs> but yes, Mason, my oldest, uh finds it very cool that his mom drives a tractor at work so you know that is pretty scoring cool. some major yes. boy mom major points there, mom points there. <laughs> that's a lot of mom points <laughs> but yes so em she she does well um she gets 
you know, every once in a while, last year she had strep. Oh. She got to plant bulbs anyways because <laughs> I didn't have another. I mean, she, she was fever free. I did. No. Disclaimer here. I did wait until she was fever free, but she wasn't able to go back to school and we had bulbs to plant, you know, kind yeah, of sure. deal. So I think growing up on the farm, she gets a little maybe more farm experience some days than she would like, but she's really happy that we sold lemonade this year. So oh, yeah. that was my mom points. She'd been asking if we were going to have a lemonade stand and we pulled that one off. And so she's okay. She's good for another season. Now, she <laughs> you, says. you got so, one more out yes, of her. Yes, I got good. one more out of her by putting in a lemonade stand. So... <laughs> Yeah, see, like, yeah, I think Bradley would love it because he, there's days we can't get him to come back inside. Mm. You know, my parents live outside of town and he'll just, his, his poor papa, <laughs> they have like a big circle driveway and they got him this little like electric race car. It's like a, it's a nicer car than I have. Uh, uh, and he will literally drive it around that circle for like, or like ride his tricycle mm-hmm. for hours. And after a while he gets bored and he's like, papa, walk with me. Uh-huh. So you know, my 65-year-old father-in-law gets his exercise in chasing, <laughs> chasing Bradley around in his little car. Uh, but no, I think that, but I think that's important. I think that's cool that they get such a different experience than probably, you know, a lot of other kids today will ever get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even, and it's, it's an interesting kind of niche thing because like there's still farm kids that grow up like, you know, uh, pulling weeds in cotton fields and, and riding a planter and, you know, yeah. all those things. But this is kind of a different, like, it's fun. Right. Well, I mean, it's work. But but work can be fun, sure. I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. We try to make it fun, at least, as much fun as we can. Mm-hmm. Do you still, like, work out, out in the in the uh, farm and sing Disney songs? Because that's a vivid that experience That actually for me. just crossed my mind. No, Kate, we needed Becky, we for, need the, Becky. Uh, for the Disney songs. Yes. Becky was the big, you know, I would join in, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the initiator yeah. of Kaylee Disney songs. Kaylee doesn't initiate no. Disney songs, so we don't sing them. Oh. So. Well, maybe maybe Dr. Becky can come visit sometime. Yes, and, yes. and we need her for maybe planting season if we can't get our Becky. fancy planter. <laughs> hey, Becky. She listens, I think. Come, come and help us plant. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'll feed you. They won't lock the gate on you. Maybe. I winked. I don't know. if You can't see it, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, we'll... I don't even... I'm looking at the time. Yeah, we'll, we're pretty good. Um, so... We'll start kind of wrapping up a little bit, but um, for both of you, I'd like to hear, like, if you had, like, a piece of advice for people out there, whether it's farm-related or, or whatever else, we're just trying to get, like, tips and tricks from uh, our, our folks that we're interviewing, um, what would that be? What would you want people to know either about nature or agriculture or horticulture or uh, uh how much kids like to climb on dinner tables or I, I, I don't care, whatever. What, what's something that y'all would like to get out there? That's I don't, a tough one. I know. And I like to not prep people for this. It's kind of me and I yeah. should like send a list of questions. I should have known though. I mean, I've listened to two episodes. <laughs> I should have known it was coming. I forgot though. Um, I think mine kind of related to plants and it's probably an oversimplification, but like I hear whenever people ask what I do and I tell them, and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I just cannot grow plants at all. And I'm like, well, but you can. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like people have it in their mind. They have this, either they have a green thumb or they have a black thumb. And But really, like, it just takes some trial and error. And so my advice to people whenever they're always like, I cannot grow anything. I'm like, well, 
what have you tried to grow? Maybe let's try to grow something a little easier, you know, start out with something that's basically a weed and then go with it, you know, something, because um, I think there is such a joy of, of growing a plant and, you know, whether that's a vegetable and then harvesting the fruit and, you know, feeding yourself and your family or growing a succulent inside that looks super cute in a little concrete planter or something like people love plants. And so I just, my advice is like, just give it a go. Like if it doesn't work the first time, just keep trying. Did she take she yours? She went one sentence too much. Oh. <laughs> one sentence too uh, far. Now there's going to be another her. awkward pause that we have That's to wait fine. while because mine was going to be simple. Mine was just going to be like, you know, if you don't succeed some... the first time, try, try again, I'll right? I'll some elevator you know? music and cut kind it in right Yes, here. please do while I'm, uh, you know, thinking again about my – so you want this to be plant-related? It doesn't matter. Oh. I mean, I guess theoretically – it's a plant podcast, but it can mm. be whatever. Big plant words of wisdom. Um, or nature or life or mm. I don't care. I really don't care. Yeah. Think. No, you're fine. This is one of these things you can cut out, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I saw your face. It wasn't convincing, actually. That I'm going to cut it out? Yes. I might. I probably will. It's okay. Um,. problem is I have one that's not related to plants and I can't get it out of my mind. I'm just going to say if it's not fun, don't do it. Life's too short. So yeah, if it's not fun, don't do it. It's been our family motto since birth and it doesn't mean that we don't have to take a test because you know, it's not fun in the moment, but do basically do as many things as you can in life that you love. I love that. Basically. That's great advice. Whether it's plants or whatever else. So yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so I guess that's that's mostly it. Is there anything I forgot? Uh, do you have like events coming up? So this uh, in you know the future us, we're listening to this in like early March probably. So what's coming up? What do we need to tell people about? So tulips open whenever tulips decide to bloom. Hopefully <laughs> mid February. That's weather dependent, right? So hopefully mid February, late February, um, depending on how much cold we get and how fast it warms up. Um, so come on out, visit the farm, check out our Facebook page, our Instagram page. We'll be here aside from tulips. We'll have food truck. We'll have petting zoo. We'll have farm games. Yeah. There's a whole list of things. You can definitely come out and spend a few hours. Mm -hmm. So petting zoos are fun. Mm -hmm. Especially with bruiser. What's bruiser? What's bruiser? (laughs) Bruiser is our coonie coonie pig. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I'm really excited about yeah. it. So you'll have to see him. Before. I really want. I'll he, take a he's kind of the farm mascot um, who loves apples and sleeping. Mm-hmm. Okay. And belly rubs. And belly. So, oh yes. He lives his best life. I was going to say zoo. that sounds like a pretty darn good life. <laughs> yes. Naps, belly rubs, and fruit. The petting zoo, yeah, as Kaylee said, that is definitely his best life. He's he pretty much just, a Roman citizen. Yes. <laughs> People feed him apples, yes. rub his belly. It's great. Yes. He has a lot of fun. So. Anyways, but yeah. That's fun. Okay. Um, so 
Instagram, Facebook, you just said that. Uh, are you in Twitter? Do you do Twitter? Yeah. No. That's yeah. probably for the you best. stay off the Twitter. That's a good idea. I've, I've started the Twitter because of this. I said the Twitter. Yeah. I like to say the Twitter. It makes me sound even older than I actually am. <laughs> um, I've started it because of this podcast, mm-hmm. and I like don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to anymore. Yeah. But, so if you're a follower on Twitter listening to this, just be nice to people. That's my advice for yes. you. Just be there nice to people. Stop being go. so mean to people. <laughs> Well, thank y'all so much for talking with me. I know it was, uh, uh, I kind of sprung it on you, but I, I thought it was fun. I Thanks enjoyed it. Thanks for coming it. out. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. I'm looking forward to meeting Bruiser. Yes. Yes. He's just out there. I'm so excited. I'm going <laughs> to take pictures. He may be the picture. He may be every media picture before this episode when it comes out. Perfect. <laughs> I like pigs. So it turns out I did get to meet Bruiser the pig after all, and it was worth the wait, and just as wonderful as you might have expected. He's fuzzy and round and funny, and I really want a Bruiser the pig now. So uh, if you're looking for a Christmas gift for me, buy me a uh, Cooney Cooney pig named Bruiser. Actually, I think my wife's listening from the other room since I'm recording this at home from uh, uh, quarantine, and she probably does not want me to get a pet pig. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. It was so much fun to make and such a great time to catch up with old friends. Uh, As always, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Facebook group again is called Planthropology's Cool Plant People. Um... We'll be doing uh, weekly episodes here for the next few weeks at least. I'm hoping through the end of May is kind of my plan. And then we'll just kind of evaluate, see what life looks like, and go from there. But y'all are the best. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.